You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? It's October 30th, Saturday, one day before Halloween. I've got a great Halloween costume. I'm going as Urban Meyer, and my girlfriend is going as a young, college-age, attractive female. So that will be fun. Um, uh, uh, You know, hopefully she doesn't break my heart too bad, or else I will be forced to retire and go to a different team to coach. Anyways. Enough about Urban Meyer. Let's get into the starts and sits. You know how we do the show. We, we get right into it. I don't waste your time talking about, oh, the Thursday night game, we saw some great plays. No, we just go straight into the starts and sits. Starting off with Carolina and Atlanta. <laughs> oh, boy. Are we starting Sam Darnold? It's a juicy matchup, but then again, so are the Giants. So was... Philadelphia, so were the Jets. He's had juicy matchups before, and he hasn't really been able to produce. He's been pitiful the past three weeks. In the past three weeks, he's put up two points, 14 points, and six points. He's throwing interceptions like it's nobody's business. No, we are not starting Sam Darnold. Are we starting Chuba Hubbard? He did not look great last week against the Giants. 28 points, you know, the production slowed down when he first came in for uh, for McCaffrey, who was looking pretty solid, but now it's starting to slow down a little bit. Against Atlanta, I am fine flexing him. I'm not excited about it, but I'm fine flexing Chuba Hubbard. Listen, this is a type of game Atlanta could put up points, and I understand that maybe he gets game scripted out as they have to pass the ball a ton, Carolina does, to keep up with Atlanta's high-powered offense. And Chuba Hubbard doesn't really fit into that as much as, you know, DJ Moore and the other receiving options. But as a receiving back, he's been pretty good so far. He's seen a few games with five, six targets. So he does have a fairly safe floor in this matchup, I think. DJ Moore, are we starting him? Yes, I think this is the game he gets back to, to not quite what he was doing, you know, week four against Dallas when he put up 31 points. But I think he gets back on track with a solid, you know, 16 fantasy points against Atlanta. Their defense has been very poor this season. I think DJ Moore can capitalize. Now, Robbie Anderson, he's not really a startable asset. If you're in a, a in a points per target league, go ahead, throw Robbie Anderson in your lineup. But he he's... <laughs> I mean, he had 11 targets for 11 yards. How do you do that? Nine targets for 14 yards. How The, the inefficiency is pretty remarkable. So I'm not starting Robbie Anderson until he proves me, proves me wrong. Now, Matt Ryan is actually a quarterback I'm very interested in starting. You know, those leagues where you got to stream guys. He's shown us, you know, he started off slow with six points, you know, 16, 14. And then after, after week three, he's been pretty hot. 29 points against Washington, 21 against the Jets, a bye week, and then came back 16 against Miami. Not the best, but decent if you have to stream someone because, hey, you just lost Dak. 
well, I think Dax inactive. We, I don't know if we know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet at the time of recording. But let's say you don't have Dak and you have to pick up a quarterback to stream last minute. Matt Ryan will get it done against Carolina. Carolina has a good ground defense, but I think that they will struggle to contain the receiving options. Mike Davis is a full-fledged bench. Cordero Patterson, he should be solid again, you know, 18 points. He has enough work in the receiving game uh, that he should he should produce. It is worth noting that Russell Gage is back, and that could decrease Cordero Patterson's role as a receiver in this offense, but he's been good enough this season that you have to keep starting him. And against Carolina, I think he could get a touchdown and he should see at least five targets. If he can haul those in for, you know, 45 yards, you'll be fine. Calvin Ridley is a start. I actually am predicting the breakout week this week for Calvin Ridley. He's been very lackluster. He was drafted to be this this league winning, you know, we saw Chris Godwin elevate. We saw, you know, so many players have taken a step in that third season to really capitalize and become the a bona fide wide receiver one. That hasn't happened with Ridley yet. He's the 41th ranked wide receiver in PPR leagues. Now, that's a little lower because he's already had a bye and he missed a game for personal reasons. So, But but all in all, he's still very underwhelming. Carolina's defense has struggled this year against pass catchers. And I think Calvin Ridley is seeing enough volume. I mean, all but one week, he's seen double-digit targets. Yards and touchdowns will come when you're seeing that much volume. And it's also worth noting, Matt Ryan has looked better recently. And then another thing that helps Calvin Ridley, in my opinion at least, is Kyle Pitts really emerging in this offense. Kyle Pitts taking a lot of attention from the defense. He's not lining up uh, on the line as a tight end. He is lining up as a wide receiver. So that will open up this offense for Calvin Ridley and help Calvin Ridley uh, find more space and also help create more scoring opportunities for this offense as a whole. The other day, Someone asked, why do I think Kyle Pitts is the wide receiver one in this offense? Because he's putting up, you know, 10 targets, 9 receptions, 119 yards, 7 for 8 for 163. He's running routes um, like a wide receiver. He's not lining up. He he ranks 6th in the league in terms of routes run, uh, 199 routes run this season. He has a 80.6 route participation uh, rating, which ranks fifth. He has a 18.7% target share in this offense. He's basically the wide receiver one in this offense at this point. So he's an incredible player as well. We're starting Kyle Pitts, of course, and he'll have a great week. But this does help the offense, Kyle Pitts emerging. So Calvin Ridley is someone that I actually would be trying to buy low on before this week. All righty, Miami-Buffalo. Tua, I'm not starting. I know he was good last week, but it was a different matchup, and I'm not excited about starting Tua against Buffalo. Now, Josh Allen, of course, we are starting. He started off a little slow, like so many, but over the past few weeks, he's been red hot, and we're staying in the flames of Josh Allen. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. is It's gross starting these runners because they're inconsistent. You don't know who's going to get touches, but I think both of them can be flex or RB3 this week against Miami. This is such a great matchup for Buffalo. Miami's defense has been absolutely atrocious that I'm starting both Moss and Singletary as RB3s. Uh, and then same Diggs is a must start. He got back on track week six against Tennessee, 23 points, almost in a much bigger week. He almost scored another touchdown there. 
Uh, I think he has a smash week against Miami, you know, 20, 25 points, at least for Diggs. And Emmanuel Sanders is also someone that I am starting. I mean, he's been good. He's been very touchdown dependent, but against Miami, the touchdowns will come for this offense. So I basically am trying to start as many Buffalo Bills players as I can. Now, on Miami's side of the ball, Miles Gaskin is an RB3 flex that I am actually starting in a league because I, I am torn apart by injuries, uh, the COVID with Devontae Adams, stuff like that. I just had to start him. Hopefully, he doesn't completely burn us for the fourth straight week. Uh, I think he has a safe enough floor with, with Malcolm Brown out. I think he should see at least 13 points for Miles Gaskin. That's kind of the benchmark of anything below 13, I'm going to be very disappointed. If he can get 13 plus, I'll be a-okay. Now, Jalen Waddell, is he starting just because of the amount of the amount of targets that uh, Tua is sending his way. I mean, it, uh, it, it, I think so. I think Jalen Waddell is starting as a flex in PPR leagues. In a standard league, I wouldn't be interested really in starting Jalen Waddell. But against Buffalo, it's not the best matchup. But once again, they're going to be playing catch-up. There are going to be a lot of balls thrown. And Jalen Waddell is seeing a very impressive target share from Tua. So I think Waddell is startable. And then Gasicki is a must-start at the tight end position. I'm not starting Parker or Preston Williams. Not starting anyone else on Miami's side of the ball. San Francisco, Chicago. Oh, boy. Who are we starting here? Um, yikes. Well, Debo, he's starting. We have to start Debo. He's been great. We have to start Elijah Mitchell. He's been, he's been pretty good. We're starting Elijah Mitchell. And we're starting Khalil Herbert. And that is it. That is it. That's we're not starting Allen Robinson. We're not starting Darnell Mooney. We can't start Brandon Ayuk. We can't start Brandon Ayuk. What is going on? What is Shanahan talking about? You know, the reason he's not getting the ball is because he he gained muscle this offseason. So we're not gonna try to give him the ball. Come on. He was so good last year. Something is very wrong in in San Francisco. Something's weird. I I don't know how to read the situation. We've got no clue what's going on. No one does except for Shanahan and possibly Ayuk. But as long as this is going on, we cannot start him. It's a great matchup, but we can't start him. Uh, Allen Robinson, you know, we can't start. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything this year. He has not done anything this year. So not interested in Allen Robinson. And Justin Fields has been so bad. I just don't want to start anyone in that, in the pass catching field. Khalil Herbert, I will start because he has looked so good against Tampa Bay, one of the top rush defenses. He gashed them 5.56 yards carry, 100 yards. He also hauled in five targets for 33 yards. He has looked great, so I'm staying in the flames with him. All righty. Pittsburgh and Cleveland. We're starting Najee Harris, of course. We're starting, uh, we're starting Deontay Johnson. Claypool, he has torched Cleveland in the past. Uh, he is healthy, so... With with uh, Juju gone, I think Claypool is a flex play. He's very risky. He's a very risky flex play. But this is this is a type of matchup. It's a divisional rivalry. This can get high scoring, these types of games. And Claypool, he has shown in the past, I know you don't want to bank on this completely, but against Cleveland, he has put up really good games. We, uh, week 6 last year, 18 points against them when he went against them again in week 17 he had 21 fantasy points so he has a history of really going off against Cleveland 
And with Juju gone, I think we should be flexing Claypool. Now on Cleveland's side of the ball, I'm not starting Baker. I wasn't really starting him before the injury. Now with the injury, I want to make sure that he is actually out there and looking like himself. Chubb is a must start. We know that. And Dearness Johnson, a lot of people are going to want to, do we start Dearness Johnson? I'm not starting him yet. This isn't a great matchup. And we don't know what the workload split will be. Will Dearness Johnson take 50% of the, the snaps? Will he take 40? Will he take 30? Will it just be the, the Nick Chubb show? I would lean on Dearness Johnson seeing about 30% of the snaps, which in this matchup isn't quite enough for me to be comfortable starting him. I understand if you have to, he's not the worst start, but if if you are forced somehow between Dearness Johnson, I would look at the waivers, and if you can find like Samaj P. Ryan in a massive plus matchup, I would start Samaj P. Ryan over Dearness Johnson this week. Now, Jarvis Landry, he's back. I'm not really interested in starting him or Odell Beckham. I'm not really interested in starting anyone on Cleveland this week again, uh, besides Nick Chubb. All righty. Detroit and Philadelphia. Please, Jalen Hurts, please win this. Please win this. Everyone's predicting Detroit to get their first win. Everyone is. And, and Jalen Hurts, if you can't win this game, you will probably get benched. And at that point, if you lose to Detroit, yeah, you should be benched. But if you win this one and then lose to Chargers, of course, and then can maybe beat Denver and then lose to New Orleans, beat the Giants, beat the Jets, you know, you're going to keep your job. You're going to keep your job into that playoff stretch of fantasy when you get Washington, Giants, Washington in the playoff weeks. So just please beat Detroit so you can keep your job long enough to win us Super Bowls in fantasy. Please, Jalen Hurts, please beat Detroit. Please. There's honestly so much riding on this game in terms of fantasy football. Because if Hurts loses to Detroit, we lose our league-winning quarterback. We lose the league winner. He's the number two overall quarterback right now. He hasn't had a week outside the top 10 at the position. He's been absolutely incredible. And he might just be gone if he loses against Detroit. Now, I think they'll win. That's why I made that video saying, I don't think I don't think Hurts will get benched. I don't think he should get benched. I think they will beat Detroit. But oh my goodness, a lot is riding on this game. Now, Miles Sanders was placed on IR about 10 minutes after I traded him to uh, the fantasy football counselor. So that was kind of lucky for me. But uh, Kenneth Gainwell is a great start this week against Detroit. Detroit's defense it's pitiful, we all know. And Gainwell, he had a decent role in the in the as a receiver, even before Miles Sanders got hurt last week. He had eight targets, forty-one yards. Uh, he he's looked fine on the ground when he gets opportunities. So I think that he will probably see a split with Boston Scott, but because of his involvement as a pass catcher, he's the more valuable back to have. So I am starting Kenneth Gainwell, and then DeAndre Swift, of course, is a must start. He's questionable. If he's playing, you're playing him. He is the number three PPR running back right now. Uh, if he's out, Jamal Williams becomes a great start as well, but he's also questionable. So so if Swift is in and Williams is in, I'm playing Swift, sitting Williams. If Swift is, is in, Williams is out, I'm obviously playing Swift, sitting Williams. And if it's the opposite, then I'm starting Williams and I'm benching Swift. I think Swift will play. I don't think he will be held out of this game. And you just hope that he he doesn't re-aggravate anything during the game. 
Now, for Philadelphia wide receivers, I actually think that uh, that Devontae Smith can be started this week. He's been very streaky. I've done a decent job at predicting his bigger games. Um, and I think that against Detroit, this is one he can capitalize in. I think this is a type of game both these teams really don't want to lose. I mean, Detroit, they have to be looking at the rest of the season schedule saying, okay, we lose to Pittsburgh, we lose to Cleveland, we lose Minnesota, we lose Arizona, we lose Seattle. There are only one, two, three games left that we can possibly win. That's Philadelphia, Chicago, and Atlanta. So they've only got really three possible wins rest of season. So they do not want to drop one of those. They do not want to lose this game. And then on the other side of the ball, Philadelphia, they cannot afford to lose another game as well. This is just a must win for both teams. So I think this could be a really competitive kind of back and forth shootout. A lot of fantasy points to go around. So that's why Jalen Hurts is going to be He'll probably be my number one boom quarterback of the week. Now, that is presuming he doesn't get benched halfway through. He just has to make it to the fourth quarter. But Devontae Smith, I actually do think, will have a very solid week, 16-plus points, and I'm starting Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins, eh, too inconsistent for me to to put into my lineup, same with Rhaegar. Now, on Detroit's side of the ball, uh, for the receivers, Khalif Raymond, if you're very, 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 very desperate. Amon St. Brown, if you're very, 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 very desperate. And then TJ Hawkinson must start at the tight end position and same with Dallas Godair or Godert. I, I always mispronounce it. Uh, but yeah, that's how I'm looking at this game. And Jared Goff, I do not want to start. End of story. Alrighty. Rams, Houston. I think, okay. Let's get this over with. Anyone on Houston that I am starting? Nope. I'm not starting a single person on Houston. Not one. I am starting Matthew Stafford. I am starting Daryl Henderson. Cooper Cup is a must start. He'll probably get another four touchdowns. Robert Woods is a uh, wide receiver three flex play. Um, and then Tyler Higby is a good start as well at the tight end position this week. No one on Houston that I'm interested in at all. All right. That was easy. Tennessee and Indianapolis. Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill, both are quarterbacks that I like this week. You know, it, it's it's gross, it's ugly, but we're, you know, we're halfway through the season. Your lineup will be a little gross and a little ugly. Where, where fantasy football winners are made is when you can pick up those gross players and throw them in your lineup and capitalize on good matchups. Ryan Tannehill against Indianapolis, I think he can get three touchdowns. He has not surpassed that yet this season. He has three in one game. I think he can match that. Uh, Derrick Henry, of course, we're starting. Uh, and then A.J. Brown, we are starting as well. Doesn't carry an injury designation. Here's the reasoning behind being high on Tannehill now is when A.J. Brown is out there and when A.J. Brown is healthy, Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown have a great connection and they produce a lot of fantasy points. So when Brown wasn't there, I was not interested in Tannehill. Simple as that. Now that Brown is back and now that Brown is healthy and dominating, I like Ryan Tannehill. I like him quite a bit this week, actually. And Carson Wentz, you, you got to put the blindfold on to start him, but he's been pretty consistent this year. 17-17-7, 17-21, 17-18. That's pretty darn consistent. And Carson Wentz is a little bit of a sneaky pickup here as we go through some of the bye weeks because if he can produce again against Tennessee, he follows that up with the Jets and then Jacksonville. So he's got some very favorable matchups coming up. And if he can produce in this one, I think that we have, you know, 
the, the green light for really the next three weeks for starting Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor is a must start. He is seeing so much production. He is so good. He is such a good runner. Remember when he didn't score in the first like three weeks and everyone was panicking? Well, he scored in every single week after that. Week four, one touchdown, one touch, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. I mean, he is putting up uh, fantasy points galore. So uh, Jonathan Taylor is about to go on a massive tear because he gets Tennessee, the Jets, and then Jacksonville. Three very beatable run defenses. So Jonathan Taylor, great start. He's probably going to be one of my boom starts of the week. This this could be a one of the running back duels of the ages, Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor. There have been a few games before where it's just so much fun to watch because the runners just duel back and forth. Uh, what was it? 2009? No, maybe. I forget the year. But Maurice Jones drew and Chris Johnson had this running back duel where they combined for about 450 yards and four touchdowns. It was one of the first games that I vividly remember watching. Vividly. And we could see something sort of like that from these two runners this week. That'll be a good game. Oh, wide receivers. Uh, A.J. Brown, of course, we're starting. Michael Pittman, he is a good start. Alrighty. Now, Cincinnati and the Jets. One more time. Are we starting anyone on the Jets? No. Can you start Michael Carter? Eh, eh, eh. You can. I don't want to, though. I, I have better options in every league I'm in. So I'm not starting Michael Carter. He'll get 12 points because he'll see a bunch of receptions from Chris White. But no, I'm not. No, Mike, Mike White. Mike White. So <laughs> I'm not starting him. Joe Burrow is a good start. Now don't expect, you know, 30 points in this plus matchup because the Jets are so bad that they kind of hold the, the quarterbacks to a lower points total in fantasy because they're so bad. He'll throw two touchdowns early on and then he won't really have to throw much the rest of the game. But he's a good start because he won't make many mistakes against his defense. But don't expect, you know, oh, he's got the Jets 35 points. No, they're actually holding quarterbacks to lower totals in fantasy because they're so bad. They're, they're, they're so bad that they're good, kind of. Now, Joe Mixon. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this is one of those things, just don't overthink it, guys. Joe Mixon is about to have a massive day. He's been looking pretty solid this season, but he hasn't really had a game that just blew your socks off. This is the week for Joe Mixon. He's healthy. He gets the Jets. I mean, <laughs> he's going to go off. The, 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 the Patriots running backs last week combined for 60 fantasy points. Joe Mixon is going to have himself a field day. Now, I think Joe Mixon will be so good that we can actually start Samaje Pirine. I think he'll get in on the action again. You know, I think he will get in on the action. He's had two of the past three weeks, 11 carries, and he looks good with the ball. I mean, he, he's, he's always been a decent runner. He's always been a good runner. Against the Jets, you don't have to be a good runner. I could put a pair of cleats on my grandma and she could torch the Jets' rush defense. Samaje Pirine, I don't have cold hard facts, but I believe is a better runner than my grandma. 
I mean, my grandma does have a metal hip, so that's pretty cool. But you get what I'm saying. Samaj P. Ryan in this matchup will get in on the action. You know, four running backs for the Patriots combined for 60 points. We could see Mixon and P. Ryan combined for 60 fantasy points in a 40-20 split. That's, I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. They're going to go off. Jamar Chase, of course, we're starting. Now it's somewhat sad, once again. Jets' defense is so bad that Chase probably won't have another, you know, 25, 30 points. He'll probably be at about 18 because he'll have a massive first half and then we'll get two two receptions after that. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Uh, As someone who owns Joe Mixon in the league, I'm very excited. Now, CJ Ozuma, start him as a tight end. He has a lot of upside, a lot of touchdown upside. And the tight end position, you know, it's streaky. It's very hard to predict. Just pick up Uzama and throw him in your lineup and hope he gets finds finds the end zone. It's going to be a touchdown party for Cincinnati. Hope he gets one. New England and Chargers. I'm going to call this actually as one of my almost upsets of the week. I think New England plays this a lot closer than people expect. Damian Harris is having a phenomenal season. He has had some great, great games. He's finding the end zone. He's running with Fury. The Chargers have basically the worst run defense imaginable. Them and the Jets. So I think Damian Harris goes off. I think uh, Mac Jones, you know, 300 yards, two touchdowns, a very solid game. Not something you really are looking for to start in fantasy, but I think he eliminates the mistakes and plays a very competitive game against the Chargers. And I think New England almost pulls off an upset. Justin Herbert, he is one of my boom quarterbacks of the week. I think that he will have a fantastic game. You know, he's coming off a bad week against Baltimore and then a bye. He had time to get things right after being shut down by Baltimore. I think he goes off in this matchup. And if Austin Eckler is playing, they are hopeful he can. Of course, we are starting him. If he does not start, who do we start? Joshua Kelly, Ron Tree, Justin Jackson. I don't know. I don't know. I probably wouldn't start any of the backups to Eckler. Eckler is a very good running back. The backups aren't really. Mike Williams, starting, of course, if we're expecting a big game from Justin Herbert, we have to expect a good game from Mike Williams. And Keenan Allen, he will have his first big game against New England, I believe, at least. Now, here's here's what's hard. New England always takes away a a team's first option. So if Austin Eckler is playing and and Williams and Allen are gone, I feel like they will focus on bottling up Eckler. And he'll have a bad day in real life, but because of the PPR points, he'll be solid. If Eckler isn't playing, then we get into an interesting case of Williams or Allen will probably shut down. I don't know which one is their their number one option. I don't know who that is. And I'm I'm at a point where, you know, since we don't know if Eckler will play, we don't we're not exactly sure. I'm just gonna throw them all in my lineup and hope for the best. But just keep note of that in your mind. If Eckler's not playing, we could see one of Allen or Williams shut down. I think it would personally be Allen. Williams has more of a physical build. He's harder to just just completely contain from a defensive standpoint. Now, Allen's a great route runner, but I think they could bottle him up easier than Williams. 
If Eckler's playing, I don't think we really need to worry about that, though. And then for the run uh, tight ends, Hunter Henry is a good start. He's been very solid. I think he continues it. There are no real New England wide receivers that I am interested in starting. None of them have really been consistent or very good. All righty, we're closing in on the last few matchups. Jacksonville and Seattle. Are we starting Geno Smith? Heck no. Are we starting Trevor Lawrence? No. Are we starting Alex Collins? If he plays, I think he can be started. This is a much better matchup than New Orleans. He got a lot of volume. He's been getting a lot of volume. 15 carries, 20 carries, 16 carries. And in plus matchups, he can do well with that volume. This was not a good matchup last week against New Orleans. So Alex Collins, if he's playing, he's questionable right now. If he's playing, I think we start him at, as, uh, as an RB2. James Robinson, smash start as an RB1. He's been phenomenal this year. Uh, he's he started off a little slow, but ever since that first you know two weeks, he's been great. So starting him as a run, running back one. DK Metcalf must start at this point. He seems to be somewhat Geno-proof. Tyler Lockett is not Geno Smith-proof. We're benching him. Marvin Jones, uh, he had a big game against Miami before the bye. I just, I think we have more consistent options in most leagues. I, I feel like most teams have more, have better options. If you have to start a Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver, it is Jones. I'm not interested in Chenault or Agnew until we see those two prove themselves this year. All right, Washington and Denver. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon will both have solid games. Washington's defense is absolutely atrocious. I think that Javante Williams will have a better game than Melvin Gordon. I think what we saw last week, Melvin Gordon, 11 points, Javante Williams, 16, 17, 18 points. That's what I'm expecting in that backfield split. Teddy Bridgewater is actually a decent streaming option. He started off red hot. It's been bad since then. He gets Jerry Judy back, and he's going against one of the worst defenses. Are we starting Taylor Heineke? No. Am I benching Antonio Gibson? I think I am. I think I am. If you have a viable option, I would probably bench Antonio Gibson. That hurts to say. But I, I can't trust him right now until I know that his shin's actually okay. I just can't trust it. And Terry McLaurin, he is banged up. He will be started because you have to if you own him. But do not expect Terry McLaurin to save your team this week. I think he has sub 10 fantasy points this week against Denver. I think that Denver, this is their get right week. Judy's back. They're coming off a bad loss and they get Washington. I just think that Washington will struggle to move the ball all day. Williams will break probably 50 tackles. Jerry Judy, you can start him. Um, well, this is interesting. He's yet to be activated from the final report. I was seeing all week he's going to start. He was practicing. It looks like he will. Um, they're now saying the decision will be made on Saturday or Sunday. So, mm, interesting. It doesn't really change. I'm still high on Javante Williams this week. If Judy sits, Sutton obviously gets a boost. Um, but Sutton is a must-start either way. The person who really... Depends on Noah, uh, on Jerry Judy playing would be Noah Fant. If if Judy is playing, Noah Fant cannot be started in this matchup. 
And then if, well, not cannot, but he's not a great start. And then if Jerry Judy isn't playing, Noah Fant suddenly becomes a great start. And once again, if Judy isn't playing, I'm not really starting Teddy Bridgewater as a streamer like I initially said. But if he is, I am starting Bridgewater. All right, just clearing that up. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Are we starting Brady? Yep. Don't expect, you know, 45 points. This is a tough matchup, but I think he will get it done. Leonard Fournette, I think he will get it done as well. He's been great as a pass catcher, as a runner. He's having a great season. And then Mike Evans, he probably won't have a big game. There's a history of him and Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore usually gets the better of Evans. Um, You know, that doesn't mean bench him, but don't expect another two-touchdown performance from Mike Evans. Just expect, you know, 12 points. Godwin is the one who will who will capitalize on this matchup and probably put up a 20-point game. Uh, Godwin will, will he really, with, with, with Antonio Brown out, Godwin gets a big boost. Now Gronk is back. Well, <laughs> all these guys that were like being reported as they're going to play this week, now they're all questionable with, with very questionable injury reports. Like, ah, oh, it's going to be a game-time decision. So if Gronk is playing, we're starting him. But Godwin, no matter what, is going to be a great start against New Orleans. Alvin Kamara is a must-start. I'm not starting James Winston, and I'm not starting any New Orleans Saints pass catchers because I can't trust any of them. All righty. We've got a few more matchups. Dallas and Minnesota. We've got Dak Prescott, who is questionable. Man, everyone is questionable. We really don't know now if Dak is playing. Um... And this one sucks because it's Sunday night. So pretty much every game has happened. Just watch the injury report. Watch the the, the beat writers very closely. Be prepared to move away from Dak and start someone else. Uh, we talked about some good streaming options. Matt Ryan. Honestly, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You can pivot from Dak. If you've got Dak going in this game, go pick up Kirk Cousins if he's available in your league and be prepared to pivot from Dak to Cousins. That's that's how I would look at this. Zeke is a must-start no matter what. Delvin Cook is too. Um, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, must-starts as well. If Dak isn't playing, they get an obvious downgrade. If Dak is playing, they get an obvious upgrade. But no matter what, I am still starting them all. And then Justin Jefferson, I think, will have a very, very good game. You know, another 18 points. That's what he's been this season. He hasn't had many, you know, 40-point bombs like he did last year. But he's been very good. Uh, I think that he has another very solid week against Dallas. And if Dak is playing, Adam Thielen will have a few touchdowns and and be a good start as well. If Dak is not playing, not interested in Adam Thielen, really. This is more coming from if Dallas is putting up a, a ton of points, which they will if they have Dak, then... Minnesota will have to play a lot of catch-up. They'll have to throw the ball. And that's when Adam Thielen really thrives. If Dak isn't playing, Thielen gets a big downgrade. Justin Jefferson will be safe because he's he's their wide receiver one. But Thielen won't be safe. At least that is, that's how I am perceiving this. Now let me find a few more. Yep, here we go. Giants, Kansas City. Who am I starting on the Giants side of the ball? Devontae Booker. That's it. Well, Kadarius Tony is questionable. It looks like he might play. But once again, 
unless they come out today, Saturday, or early Sunday and make a decision on Tony, you can't start him because it's a Monday night game. So we probably won't start Kadiris Tony. Um, which is sad because this is a good matchup for him if he does play. Patrick Mahomes, we're starting, of course. Don't overreact to a few bad weeks. Tyreek Hill, we're starting, of course. Kelsey, we're starting, of course. This is a get-right game for Kansas City. It's Monday night. Everyone's watching Bright Lights, prime time, and they get a smash matchup against the Giants. They're going to come out here and show everyone, hey, you were kind of dumb for saying, the dynasty's over. Uh, we're still good. <laughs> That's how I think this game goes down. Which is Devontae Booker is a fine start, but I'm not expecting a really good game from him. He hasn't been very efficient. And this is a game Kansas City might get up to a large lead and just kind of blow them out. In which case, there won't be many opportunities for Booker. And that's why I like Kadarius Tony if he plays. But once again, with it being Monday night and him questionable, we don't know if, if he'll be able to play. I mean, we just don't know. Um, so... If you have to, I guess throw in Kadarius Tony and hope he plays, but I would probably look to start someone else. So let me go back over this and do a quick, very quick recap of boom plays in each matchup. And I'm just trying to pull up the prize pick selections for this week as well. So Atlanta, Calvin Ridley, boom. Kyle Pitts, boom. Chicago, San Francisco, no booms. Miami, Buffalo, Basically, every Buffalo player, boom. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, boom. Cleveland, no booms. Pittsburgh, once again, Chase Claypool, 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 probably boom. Detroit and Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, boom. Devontae Smith, boom. DeAndre Swift, boom. Rams, Houston, no booms on Houston and a bunch of booms on the Rams. Tennessee, Indianapolis. We'll get we'll get a little more specific here. Tannehill, boom. Wentz, boom. Henry, boom. Taylor, boom. Samaj P. Ryan, massive boom. Joe Mixon, insanely massive boom. And Jamar Chase, moderate boom. Jets, no booms. No booms this week. New England, Chargers, Damian Harris, boom. I'm looking for the next. No booms in Jacksonville, Seattle. No booms. Now, Denver, Washington, no real booms. No booms. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, no booms. No booms. Dallas, Minnesota, Adam Thielen, boom, if Dak Prescott is playing. And Kansas City offense, boom, as a whole. Alrighty, hopefully that helped you out. If you didn't want to listen to the whole podcast and just wanted a quick overview, a very quick overview, that was that. Now, I want to talk very fast about the prize pick selections this week. We've got a lot of good props to bet on. We've got a lot of fantasy scores that I, I'm looking at and they just, they're too low. Miles Gaskin, under 10. I think he can beat that. Kyle Pitts, 13. He can beat that as well. Chase Claypool, 13. I think he can beat that. Joe Mixon, 15. Bam, all day long, he will beat that. Jalen Hurts, 23. He will beat that as well. Uh, We already got five. So we're going to make that an entry in itself. But now we've got a few more that I want to do. I'm going to do two entries this week because there's so many good bets. Tyler Lockett, 12. Bam, under. (laughs) LaVisca Chenault, 11. Under. 
Justin Herbert, 20, over. Damien Harris, 12, over. Keenan Allen, 16, under. Alrighty. I mean, that that's that's quite a few bets we've got going already. Um, Terry McLaurin, 17, under. Javante Williams, 11.5, over. Man, if these cash out, I would make a ton. I'm doing like 10 of these guys. Um, Daniel Jones, 17.5, under. All right, those are the ones we're going to do. Those are my prize pick selections for this week. We had a lot. See, there are so many. Those were just the ones on the fantasy scores. You can look at you can look at single stats like receptions, rushing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, and make a lot of predictions there too. But there are a lot of good matchups and a lot of bad matchups, so it's making Prize Six very easy this week. There are a lot of predictable players. Now, when you download Prize Picks, before you choose the overs and the unders and look through all the player props and say, "Oh, that's the one I want to cash in on," when you sign up, use promo code. Profit, P-R-O-F-F-E-T. And when you use promo code Profit, they'll match your initial deposit 100% up to $100. So you put in 20 bucks, they give you an extra 20 to play with. Uh, And also, you'll automatically be entered to win an autographed DK Metcalf rookie card. It's a Panini Flawless Rookie Gems card. It goes for about 350 bucks on eBay. You'll just automatically be entered to win that. No questions asked. I, you don't have to do anything to confirm that. Just use promo code PROFIT when you deposit and you'll be entered. And if you don't win that giveaway, you'll be automatically entered in the rest of the giveaways this season. So those are the bets. This 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 one bet I'm doing, Miles Gaskin over 10, Pitts over 13, Claypool over 13, Mixon over thir- 15, and Hertz over 23. And we'll do a flex play. And I will bet literally $10. $10, chump change. It's a few cups of coffee. If I get all five correct, I cash out a hundred bucks. If I get four right, I still get two times my money. And if I get three correct, I still get 0.4 times my money, meaning I don't lose anything. You have to be pretty bad to lose all of them. So those are my prize pick selections. I read them off. You can go try to beat me or try to follow along with what I do. Just use promo code PROFIT and you're good to go. All right. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Profit Podcast. Sweater season is back. We got the 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 real hot sweaters going on. This one, I love this sweater. You know, we got the buttons and the zippers. So, you know, no matter how casual you are, you can always add another layer of protection. If I don't know what I'm talking about. Thank you for listening uh, and helping support my sweater addiction. I will see you all Monday. Bye.